this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. Welcome to today's Bible class, a short, about a 13-minute Bible study each day, seven days a week, getting us into God's Word, and that's so important because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. So being in God's Word every day, even for a short time, helps us to stay strong in our faith and even grow in our faith. But it also helps us to stay focused on our relationship with God and to maintain a more positive spiritual mindset to be able to take, deal with all that life throws at us every day. Well, we always encourage you to share these short studies every day with everybody you can. You know people in your life, probably some within your own family, who need to change the focus, the direction of their life. They need to turn to their relationship with God. They need to think about their soul's salvation and eternity because it's coming. So help them along this line by sharing these short studies with them every day. You can do that easily through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means, but make that commitment and start sharing today with your family members, your friends, your work associates, your neighbors, literally with everybody you can every day. You may help somebody turn their life around. You may help somebody get to heaven. That'll be a great blessing for them for sure, but it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment. Start sharing today. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study that we've been looking at. And we're actually in the second section of this study talking about why bad things happen to good people. And so the real question is, why do bad things happen to good people? Well, in the first section of this study, we looked at a simple, succinct, one-word answer, sin. And that's because sin prevails throughout this world. Sin is prevalent throughout humanity. Sin is there. It's interesting. We look at at uh, John chapter 3, and I want us to turn over there in just a moment, but I, I want, to remi- want us to be reminded of what the Apostle Paul wrote in Romans chapter 3, and verses 9 and 10, and also verse 23. And so he said, what then? Are we better than they? Not at all. For what profit, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, for what, for we have previously charged both Jews and Greeks, and those two terms would have included everybody, everywhere throughout the world, that they are all under sin. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. Now that is, nobody is righteous in and of themselves by their own power and authority. Verse 23 says, for, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Now look at what our Lord and Savior himself said in John chapter 3 and verse 19. He said, this is the condemnation, that the light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. One of the greatest tragedies for any group of humanity was when our Lord and Savior came into this world and he went to the Jews first. They were the ones who had the Old Testament prophecies. They were the ones who were looking for the Savior to come into the world. They were the ones whom God designated as his chosen people, preparing them that through their bloodline the Savior would come into the world for all of mankind. So 
the Jewish population were supposed to be something of a springboard, so to speak, to receive the Savior, believe in him, embrace him, obey him, come to God through him, and then to carry the gospel message of salvation throughout all the world, to everybody, to those outside of the Jewish uh, population. Unfortunately, most of the Jews rejected Jesus. They did not believe in him. Now, many did, but most of them did not. And that's a great tragedy for them. Great tragedy. But Jesus is talking about, on the wider spread basis, all of humanity. When he says here in John 3 and verse 19, this is the condemnation that light has come into the world and men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. As I said, when we talk about all of the problems that mankind faces, and we can say, okay, there's famine and there's drought, and some people will say global warming, and some people will say overpopulation and all kinds of things. Well, okay, if you, if you accept any of those, let me tell you the one that's worse than all of those put together, and that's sin. And sin is the reason for <clears throat> bad things happening to good people. Because sin is so prevalent throughout the world, throughout all of humanity, that even those whom we might consider to be good people suffer the consequences of sin, not only in their own lives, but sin all around them, throughout all of the rest of the population of the world, throughout all of the nations of the world. Sin causes all kinds of problems and even for those we would look at and say, that's a good person, those are good people over there, they suffer consequences because of sin. Because of sin. And so much of the time, not sins that they have committed, but sin that prevails in the world. Why are there wars? Wars are instigated by the devil. Now, certainly the circumstances that lead up to wars are instigated by the devil. But is it just the bad people who suffer the consequences of the wars? Oh, no. No, no. And we see that going on right now, but we see it all the time. Innocent people suffer the consequences of wars. Why are wars there? Instigated by the devil. What's that? Sin. And we could go on and on and on. But in this particular section, we're talking about our skewing of the identification of good people in and of ourselves, by ourselves, on our own, of our own authority. We're not good. Only God, through Jesus Christ, as we come to God through Jesus Christ, can we be counted good by God. We have to turn away from our sins. Jesus said in Luke 13 and verse 3, except you repent, you will all likewise perish. We have to embrace our Savior as God's Son and our Lord and Savior. Jesus said, if you do not believe that I am he, you will die in your sins, John 8, 24. And we have to be baptized into Christ so that the blood that he shed on the cross can cleanse us of the guilt of our sins. In Acts 22 and verse 16, 
Ananias came to Saul of Tarsus and said, what are you waiting for? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling in the name of the Lord. So sin is our biggest problem. And we look at people all around us and we say, good people. Are they living in sin? Well, no, no, they're not living in sin. Now, wait a minute. When you say that, are they faithful, dedicated, consistent Christians, committed to God? Do they worship God? every week consistently? Are they living the Christian lifestyle? Well, uh, see, we have blended so much sin in with what we consider to be good lifestyles that we don't even understand true goodness anymore. Not fully. People will be living in sexual immorality outside the bonds of matrimony having children, and they'll be looked at as good people. That's not a good lifestyle. That's a sinful lifestyle. People will use God's name in vain, using profanity connected with the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and some people will look at them and say, that's a good person over there. He goes to work every day. That's not a good lifestyle. That's a sinful lifestyle. You see, we could go on and on with the examples, on and on. People who never, hardly ever, darken the doorway of any church building to worship God, to give him glory through their worship, and people will say, those are good people. That's not a good lifestyle. That's a sinful lifestyle. You see, we need to understand what true goodness is. And only when we're walking with God in faithfulness consistently can we truly be counted good. We have to come to God not some way and not our way. We have to come to God God's way. In 1 John chapter 1, so when Jesus comes, he came, he said, you know, the people like darkness more than light. I came with forgiveness and salvation. They liked sin more than they liked what I offered them. In 1 John chapter 1, if we look there, we read something that the Apostle John wrote by inspiration. In other words, this is God's very word. He wrote this to Christians. Now look in in verse 5. He says, this is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. Now, the light is to symbolize righteousness, and in him is no unrighteousness at all. That's darkness. If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, that would be sin, then we lie and do not practice the truth. Now, that's a direct statement from the Apostle John, and again, he's writing by the guidance of God through the Holy Spirit. This is God's word he's writing. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, in other words, in righteousness, Christian righteousness, then we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Christ his Son cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, and that's where a lot of people are, they they don't want to confess their sins. They don't want to confess that they're living sinful lifestyles. They want to feel okay in their sinful lifestyles and still consider themselves to be 
good people. Well, if they're living in sinful lifestyles, they're not good people. We need to understand what true goodness is. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Now, John is not preaching the idea there that it is impossible to live a righteous life. He's simply trying to open our eyes to the reality of sin being so prevalent in humanity and we still, even if we're the best Christians we can possibly be, we're still making mistakes along the way, here and there, and committing sin, and we need to recognize that as being sin and ask God's forgiveness in repentance and prayer through the name of Christ, even as Christians. Now, what about those who are not living, not even attempting to live the Christian life? They're, they're living in sinful lifestyles. Now, we might look at them and say, well, I like them. They go to work every day, they take care of their family and all that, but we recognize, or at least we should, that they're not living godly lifestyles, they're living sinful lifestyles, but we're calling them good people. Well, maybe from a human perspective, but we need to stop and ask ourselves, what about from God's perspective? In God's view, are they good people, the way they're living? We need to come to reality with that and admit the truth on the matter, the real truth. Let's stop and pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for loving us. We thank you for giving us the ability to reason logically. Help us, Father, to recognize the difference between true goodness, walking with you in faithful obedience consistently, and the difference being those times when we make mistakes and we're living in sin, sinful lifestyles. Help us to recognize that sinful lifestyles, that's not a good lifestyle. And that we need to and that we ought to want to be counted good by you through Jesus Christ. Father, we pray. We pray for your forgiveness, gracious Father. Please hear our prayer. In Christ's name, amen.